It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Yeah, I made it to a Wednesday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio, Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass. I begin today's show with an apology to the boss. I've been complaining for, I don't know, three months, four months? At least. That there's no cable TV here. There's a TV in the studio, nice TV, but cable wasn't working. So I come in today and I tell Scooter, man, I wish we'd get that TV working. And I'll, he said, what are you talking about? He said we had cable. No, we don't. Um, I'm watching SportsCenter right now. <laughs> so, Dugan, I apologize. I was incorrect. I couldn't even get the TV turned on. <laughs> this is old man issues right here. Operator error. It is Wednesday, December 28th. Four days till the new year. Four days left in 2022. So, um, look, it's a heat wave out there. It's a heat wave, baby. The ice and snow are melting. We're going to have – are you golfing today, Scooter? I thought about it. I think by – What's today, Wednesday? I think by Saturday, you might be able to hit the links. I could probably go tomorrow, desperate enough. Heat wave. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450, if you'd like to join in on the conversation. You can also hit me up on the Thornton's text line. That number, as always, is 502-414-1450. That's 414 414- 1450 and don't forget right now you can get a free sausage egg and cheese biscuit bacon egg and cheese croissant or a steak and egg burrito along with any fountain drink fizz freeze tea or 20 ounce bottled soda when you become a new refreshing rewards member simply download the app register for refreshing rewards earn your free breakfast on thorns and hit me up on the thorns text line 502-414-1450 high school basketball back on the big x tonight it's the championship game of the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament. Providence and Silver Creek, 7.30 tip, 7.20. You can join Matt Dennison right here on the Big X tonight. Should be a good one. Should be a real good one. I saw Providence. I was uh, rather impressed. They didn't have their best player, Casey Kalen, and uh, I saw him win at Floyd Central. Impressive win. They. Uh, it took me back to Gene Hackman and Hoosiers. Because I think the score was in the low 40s. It was not a high-powered offensive display by either team. Are you in favor of a high school shot clock? You know, they ran the picket fence. Uh, No, I'm not. I'm not. And then there are a number of reasons, one of which is there are a lot of schools out there that can't afford to, A, put in a shot clock, purchase a shot clock, pay somebody to run the shot clock. Uh, you got to think about the small schools here as well. And um, if somebody's going to pay for it, sure, why not? But these are eight-minute quarters. They're high school athletes. They turn the ball over even when they're trying to stall. If you don't want to guard me, if you want to let me stand out here and dribble, then you know, give the 100 fans their $5 back and let them go home if they don't like it. I have no problem with no shot clock in high school. We Not, not everything has to be like the NBA. Here, here's... All right, let me get up on this pedestal. Hang on just a second. <laughs> Here are some of the things that bother me. The Euro step. Back when I played, it was called traveling. Now it's the Euro step. 
And it started in the NBA. It started with probably somebody else not named Manu Ginobili, but he perfected it. And then it went to college, and now it's in high school. And it's no longer a travel. It is a travel. They don't call it anymore. Why? Because the NBA doesn't call it anymore. Traveling in general is it's a problem at all levels. Get off your lawn. All right, get off my lawn. <laughs> did you watch Luca last night? I didn't, no. Oh, my god! But gosh. I saw the stat line. I got lucky to see it. Yeah. Let's be honest, because I'm looking for something to watch. I had the, I had the, the, the money on Coastal Carolina yesterday, as you know. That did not work out. They're getting crushed at halftime. So I'm looking for something to watch. I come across NBA TV, Knicks, Dallas, the Mavericks at home in this game, and I thought, okay, let's give this a little watch. Two and a half hours later, Luka Doncic has 60 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, and an overtime victory over the Knicks. He missed a free throw on purpose in the last four seconds, Somehow finagled his own rebound in midair, put it back up and in to tie the game and send it to overtime. He is the first player in the NBA ever with a 60-20-10 scoring rebounding assist line. It was magical to watch. And you didn't see it? No. I I hate that I didn't see it. And Kevin Durant said after the game it was like a – 2K, NBA 2K yeah, performance, yes. like a my, my player creation. And that's what it sounds like. He that's doesn't, incredible. He doesn't have incredible speed. He doesn't have incredible leaping ability. He is thick. He is strong. He is a good ball handler. He gets to the rim somehow anytime he wants to. Um, he uses his lower body. He uses his upper body to get separation when he posts guys up. He'll hit a three. He misses free throws. Uh, I'm going to look it up maybe at the break, but he misses a bunch of free throws. Um, I'm I'm guessing he shoots under 70% on the season. I'll look it up. Last night he was 21 of 31 from the field, 2 out of 6 from 3, 16 of 22 at the line. He missed 6 free throws last night. He's 71.7%. That's not great in the NBA, and he scored 60 points while missing six free throws. Career, 73.8%. I think in NBA you want, unless you're Shaquille O'Neal or Hakeem Olajuwon or a big guy, you want want 75%. If you're a ball handler, and he is the number one 85% of the time ball handler on this team, you got to hit free throws. You got to, you got to, you got to hit 80% if you're the point guard. He's he's the point forward. This is the kind of performance last night that people look at and go, there's your MVP. That's it. For me, it's over. It's over now. And it shouldn't be. It certainly should not be over uh, because there are guys out there that are having great years. Kevin Durant, by the way, you mentioned Kevin Durant. He moved into – I want to say 15th on the all-time scoring list the other night. He missed a whole year, a year and a half. And he is going to be top 10 in all likelihood before this season is over. That's incredible. Now, he's wiry, not particularly strong, but again, he can handle the ball. He can shoot over people. He doesn't miss. He is Mr. Midrange. 
in a, in a game that has forgotten the mid-range jump shot, everything's a three or a dunk or a post-up down low, he is the master of the 15- to 18-foot mid-range jump shot. And every time he goes up to shoot it, I don't care, hand in his face or not, I think he's going to make it. If Kevin Durant didn't get injured the way he did, people would talk about Durant like they talk about LeBron. Uh, he would he would be LeBron. I, I, I said that when he came in the league, he was destined to be the greatest player in the league. And it just, unfortunately, due to injuries, never happened that I think way. you would hear that. I don't think it's fair to Kevin Durant or to LeBron, to be honest about it. Um, and you know, we could, we can go ahead and spend the next hour if you want to arguing about <laughs> Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, if you want to, I, everybody from my era is a Michael guy. Everybody from your era is a mm, LeBron guy. Not, not everybody from my era. Most people. I'd, I'd say it's, we're generally pretty split. Cause I mean, think of me, like I'm 33. I, I watched Michael Jordan as a child. Like, so there, there are a good number of people my age that got to watch Michael. And but, like, yeah, I'd say anybody after me, yeah. it's all LeBron because yeah. that's all they watch. LeBron took a shot to the groin last week when the NBA decided to name the most valuable player the Michael Jordan Award. Yikes. He didn't like that. That's but what it should be. That is what it should be. I agree 100%. And I could argue with you that it maybe should be the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award. LeBron's going to pass Kareem as the greatest scorer of all time uh, here soon. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar – he didn't do uh, a lot of different things, but what he did, he did better than anybody else, and that was score the basketball. The sky hook. The captain on championship teams, I might add. Now you can say, well, you know, they weren't that good till Magic got there, but he was. Uh, a, he won a championship in Milwaukee. Lou Alcindor, and what he did at UCLA, is it goes without saying. But, uh, yeah, my, the Michael Jordan Most Valuable Player Award, and I think Luka Doncic, Don, I can't, Doncic won it last night. There you go. Hard he won seat. it last night. Uh, he's not leading the league in scoring, but he's close. He's not? At 33.6? Oh, yeah, he is. I'm sorry. He is. Yeah. 31.6 is second, I think, in the league. Okay. You, you can look it up. Yeah. He's at 33.6 now. Well, what was he before last night? That's a great question. <laughs> 31-something? Well, even, even two nights ago, or three nights ago, on Friday against Houston, he had, he had 50. 50. Yeah. yeah. So and, You know, he's only scored 53 times now. Really? Which is incredible. That's he's wild. done it twice in the last week. Crazy. Uh, Dallas wins 126-121 in overtime. I knew we were going to talk NBA today. Why not? Celtics win again. The Celtics, by the way, are now 25-10. and 10. They beat Houston 126-102. They lost two games in a row to the Orlando Magic. Think about that. Those same Orlando Magic are 13-22. and They lost to the Magic twice in a row. Now, one of those games, Jason Tatum didn't play because listen to this one and tell me how you feel if you're paying a guy that kind of money. He missed a game because of his son's fifth birthday party. Uh, what? How much am I paying you? Can't you? He, first of all, your son is turning five. He doesn't understand yet exactly what day his birthday is. You can have this party any day of the week. Any day of the week. By the way, Phoenix Hill Richard just texted that uh, Kareem is multitasking because he was a pilot on airplane. It's true. Good call. Wouldn't it's you? It's also in Bruce Lee movies. Karate guy too. Well, couldn't you make the argument though that a a 
your child's fifth birthday party is more important than load management? Isn't that a better excuse than not having an excuse at all? I would have said Jason Tatum is not playing tonight. We were not going to play him anyway because of load management. We were going to give him the night off anyway, so we let him stay home with his son. And nobody would have said anything. However, the story is he's not playing not because of load management, but because of his son's fifth birthday party that he did not want to miss. And look, as a father, I love that. I love that he didn't want to miss his son's birthday party. But as a parent who has things to do and a, and, and a job to do, you can have your son's birthday party any day of the week, picking yeah. off day. Or earlier in the day. Earlier, picking off yeah. day. Any, anything. I mean, I'm not a big fan of guys sitting out regardless. Yep. I mean, the days of Cal Ripken playing 2,000-whatever games in a row, those are done. You're right. And I hate that. No, you're right. I hate that. They're getting paid. You already mentioned how much they're getting paid. I mean, millions and millions of dollars. That's the last thing, or that's the least you can do is go out there and play the amount of games that you're getting paid for. Now, LeBron is one of the few guys who says, look, they're paying me. I'm going to play. And I, I respect that a lot. What would Michael Jordan have said if coach had said to him, uh, we're going to sit you tonight, Mike. No uh, shot. A little, little low, you know, we'll give you a night off. No Either. shot. But coach, I'm not hurt. Oh, that's okay. We're just going to give you a night off. No, no, you're not. Larry Bird? Nope. Magic? Any nope. of those guys going to sit out? Tim Duncan? Yes, Tim Duncan did. In fact, the Spurs started this whole thing when Greg Popovich would sit four starters in one game and basically say, this is going to be a loss, but we're okay with that. We're getting ready for the playoffs. He started it. Hate it. Damn you, Greg Popovich. All right, I'm not blaming Pop. But it's everywhere now. And these guys, I mean, I, I love the guys that can't play back-to-back nights. Those are my favorite. Can't play back-to-back. Played a home game last night, got a road game tonight. You know, that plane ride's got me all jacked up in my lower back. There's no way I can play tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like they're down in a cave digging coal, you know. <laughs> like they're playing basketball. You're a 25-year-old, quote-unquote, best athletes in the world, right? We hear that all the time. These guys are the best athletes in the world. And you know what? They are. So show me. Play. Play back-to-back nights. Don't don't do load management. But everybody does it now. And guess where it's trickling down? Oh, hang on. Let me get back up on the pedestal. Let me, guess where it's trickling down to, Scooter? Let me guess. College. Trace, Jackson, <laughs> Davis. Don't put the, all the blame on I'm Trace. Not all, it's not all Indiana. <laughs> this is happening all over. But you watch. Within the next two years, two or three years, you're going to hear that term applied to college basketball players. And maybe even college football players with the transfer portal the way it is. And guys want to – I mean, look at these bowl games. It started with Christian McCaffrey at Stanford and Leonard Fournette at LSU saying, you know what, we're not going to play in the bowl game. It's a meaningless bowl game. We are going to get ready for the NFL draft. And now it is rampant, guys – you got to look at the depth chart and find out who's missing on our depth chart. Kentucky put their depth chart out for Iowa for the uh, Music City Bowl. DeAndre Square's not on there. There's a there's a bunch of guys not on there, including Will Levis, of course. <sighs> it is what it is. All right, let me. It's going to hurt my ankle getting down off of this pedestal. <laughs> Spent a lot of time up there. You getting dizzy? Oh man, I'm already dizzy. <laughs> All right, got a lot to get to today. Kentucky basketball tonight. By the way, a full slate 
of college hoops tonight. The SEC really gets going tonight. Conference games all around the conference tonight, including the number seven, eight, and nine teams in the country playing tough road games in their SEC opener. We'll get to all that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Don't forget, Caller of the Year awarded. I guess we'll, I'll be here Friday. Why not? I don't have anything to do. No offense, Scooter, but uh, I'll be here. <laughs> so you'd rather hang out with me than do nothing. Apparently so. Apparently <laughs> so. It's either sleep till noon or get my fat tail out of bed and get in here and do the show. Sleep until noon sounds real nice. I know. You're not wrong. <laughs> um. Eminem Cards Hotline open 384-1450, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into that show. It is a three-man race for Caller of the Year. I took some votes uh, at home last night. I had the wife uh, give me a vote because she listens once in a while. So Where'd I, her vote go? I'm not going to tell you that. Oh. I can't. Do I get a vote too? Absolutely, but Sweet. I haven't asked you yet. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll just decide. I'm not going to ask Scooter. I'm, I've made my decision. None of the votes count except mine. Let's be honest. Kind of like uh, your kind of like your top three sports movies this summer coming up. I didn't Friday. get asked, and your opinion was the only one that mattered. And uh, it was right. My opinion <laughs> was right, and most people agreed with my opinion. So there you go. Um, all right. By the way, I was right again. Boy, I hate being right. Luca is second in the league in scoring at 33 point. Six points per game. Joel Embiid of the Sixers is one-tenth of a point ahead of Luka, even after last night, at 33.7 per game. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, former Kentucky Wildcat, Oklahoma City Thunder, 31.5 points. The Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo, 31.2. And Jason Tatum of Boston, 31.1. So Going to be a tight race. I love being right. But Luca won the MVP last night. That's it. Plain and simple, Luca won the MVP. All right, uh, college hoops tonight. Full slate of games. Uh, Kentucky, ranked 19th in the country, is at Missouri. Missouri is 11-1. They are coming off of a 93-71 win in St. Louis at a quote-unquote neutral site over Illinois. A very impressive win over one of the teams, along with Purdue and Indiana, the three favorites to win the Big Ten there, Purdue, Illinois, in this order, Purdue, Illinois, and Indiana. So that's a really impressive win for Missouri. Their only loss this year was on a neutral site to Kansas, 95-67. to So they did get smoked by the Jayhawks. Kentucky, by the way, is 14-2 and all-time against... Missouri, it is the second-best winning percentage all-time for Kentucky against current Power 5 schools with a minimum of 10 games play. 14-2, and two, that is 87.5%. Can you name the team that Kentucky has a better 
winning percentage again, all-time, minimum of 10 games played, power five school. Got to be Vanderbilt. That's what I thought. That is incorrect. South Carolina. But I thought that. Nope, not South Carolina. Is it an SEC You're school? You're in the right conference, absolutely. Okay. Cool. That's, 886 that's is the percentage. 109 and 14 lifetime against the Ole Miss Rebels. Hmm. How about that? That's a stat of the day. No? No music for that? Hey. <laughs> uh, so, look, Kentucky's a three-point favorite. It's a road game. I know Louisville's terrible, but it's a rivalry game coming up three days later. Louisville's off. Missouri does not scare Kentucky. I want a, If I'm John Calipari, I want my team scared. By the way, they just hired Tyler Eulis. Did you see that? No. As a graduate assistant. Hmm. Uh, not playing playing ball anymore, I guess. So uh, maybe he can help the guard play with a little grad uh, assistant graduate graduate assistant coaching. What and does a grad assistant do? Uh, they assist in the preparation for games. I guess I don't know. Do they get to be on the floor like during practices? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um, but I want my team. If I'm John Calipari, I want them. You know, a little bit nervous. I don't think this team's going to get fired up for Missouri, even though it's a road game, even though it's your first conference game. <sighs> you got to prove it to me, Kentucky. You got to prove it to me. You haven't done that. Michigan's your best win. You could have lost to a couple of teams that are not Power Five teams. You you were tied with Bellarmine at halftime. You uh, you took Yale took you to the wire. Got to prove it to me. And this is not a – look, I'd rather be in Kentucky shoes tonight than some of these other teams in the SEC that are ranked. Number seven, Tennessee, has a 5 o'clock start, 5 o'clock down in Oxford against the Ole Miss Rebels. Now, Tennessee's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Ole Miss stinks, but I say this all the time, and I say it in football and I say it in basketball. There are no – Easy road conference games in the Power Five. There aren't any. I don't care who you are. If you're Indiana, was Rutgers easy? No. Has Rutgers been easy for the last however many years? Sure hasn't been. Is Northwestern easy? Yes. Should be. (laughs) Not always. Louisville, when you were good back in the day, was Florida State easy? Was, Was Georgia Tech easy? Boston College easy? Virginia Tech when they stunk, were they easy? No. There are no easy road conference games in college basketball. So Tennessee, even though they're seven-and-a-half-point favorite, and look, I think they're much, they're much better than Ole Miss. That doesn't matter. Number eight, Alabama is 10-2. and two. They've got some impressive wins on their resume, including a win over Houston. They're at 21st ranked Mississippi State tonight. Mississippi State's 11 and 1. They lost a game they probably shouldn't have. Alabama is a one point favorite tonight, Scooter, on the road. They're much better than Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. I like Alabama tonight, for the record. For the record, my my Bill Fold likes Alabama tonight. That means bet the other way. It certainly does. And number nine, Arkansas is at LSU. LSU is unranked. LSU is 11 and 1. Let me say that again. LSU is unranked. 
LSU is 11-1. That's a 9 o'clock game on ESPN2 tonight. Would you like to hear the slate of powerhouses that LSU has defeated this year? Sure. Missouri, Kansas City, Arkansas State, New Orleans, Illinois State, Akron, Wofford, Texas Arlington, Wake Forest, 72-70. to There's a Power 5 win for LSU. North Carolina Central, Winthrop, and East Tennessee State. Their right. one loss was a road loss to Kansas State. Actually, that was a neutral site game. Kansas State. They lost that one uh, by two. They're two points away from being undefeated, and they're unranked. That tells you what the AP voter thinks about LSU. However, they're still 11-1. So is Arkansas. Arkansas is only a four-point favorite in Baton Rouge tonight. (sighs) Home underdogs, unranked underdogs. Now, Mississippi State, because they're ranked, don't qualify for this. But I love, and I'm going to, should I start keeping track tonight? Yeah. Home dogs, unranked home dogs, what do they do against the spread against ranked opponents in conference play? I'll take them all day, every day. Uh, The other uh, one is, of course, Kentucky and Missouri. Home dog, Missouri, plus three. Or you got it three and a half now, right? Yeah. Florida, by the way, is at Auburn tonight. That's a 7 o'clock ESPN2 game. Auburn is ranked 20th in the country, and the uh, War Eagles are a a five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Gators. So college basketball tonight, I know i I got to get to bowl games as well, and there's a couple of good bowl games. Expect some offense finally in some of these bowl games tonight. Uh, But this college basketball slate tonight, if you go SEC Network, 5 o'clock Tennessee at Ole Miss, 7 o'clock Kentucky at Missouri, 9 o'clock Alabama, Mississippi State. That's a nice little slate. ESPN 2, 7 o'clock Florida at Auburn, and uh, 9 o'clock Arkansas at LSU. Nice slate of games. You've got Big East action starting up tonight. Villanova and unranked, unbeaten second-ranked UConn, uh, 6.30 tonight on FS1. UConn at home is a 12-point favorite against Villanova, who's 7-5 and five on the season. 12-and-a-half now. And 9 and, uh, nine o'clock after that, also on FS1, 22nd-ranked Xavier, who's 10-3, and three, is at St. John's, who's 11-2 and two and unranked. Xavier's a two-point favorite. So we've got, conference-wise, let me count them here real quick, one, two, three, four, Five games involving home unranked dogs in conference against uh, ranked teams. The other one is Houston, 9 o'clock, ranked third at Tulsa. Tulsa unranked at home, a 20-and-a-half-point underdog there. It feels like a five-team parlay there, Scooter. feels like a five-team parlay. You like going against Houston? I like... I'm going to say it one more time. Unranked home underdogs in conference play. Now, that is not, to be fair, that's not a Power 5 conference. So I'm not really going to count that. The American Athletic Conference, I can't really count it. But um, it's it's a spot where you don't, no matter how good, the problem is these teams all know each other. When you get into conference play, you know what each other. For example, 
Um, when Indiana goes on the road to Illinois, Brad Underwood knows what Mike Davis wants to do. He knows the, like the back of his hand and vice mm-hmm. versa. So you expect a close game. Now, Illinois is going to be ranked, but if they're not ranked, then Indiana as a ranked opponent on the road, I would go with Illinois. Purdue, Matt Painter, no matter where they go in conference, that coach is going to know what to expect out of Matt Painter. Tom Izzo, for example. Michigan State's not ranked. You think Izzo doesn't know everything that every team on his schedule is going to try to do to beat Michigan State? Absolutely he does. He doesn't know as much about Kentucky or Duke or Kansas when they have to play them outside of conference because it's not a conference game. It certainly doesn't mean as much. Now, you can argue net rankings when you get to the end of the year, they mean something. Those wins, those quad one wins really mean a lot, and you would be correct. They do. But if you don't win your conference games, it doesn't really matter, does it? Nope. If you finish middle of the pack in your conference, you're not going to be a number one, two, or three seed anyway. So these conference games mean a lot more than uh, some of those high-profile, made-for-TV games that we see in December. They're great. I love having those games because I remember a time when we didn't have those games. We had the UKIT when Kentucky would invite in three terrible teams to just beat up on. We still have some of those, but we don't have as many as we used to. There are teams, and and when you look at the LSU schedule, um, when you look at – the uh, St. John's schedule, St. John's is 11-2, and two, but they're not ranked. You look at LSU and their schedule. They're not ranked for a reason. They don't play anybody. Most teams don't do that anymore. Most of the top teams are going to say, hey, we'll play anybody. And I think, it, you know, who we have to thank for that? One of the guys we have to thank for that is Mark Fuett Gonzaga, who said, you know what, we're not a, top, we're not a, a Power 5 team, so we're going to play as many Power five opponents as we can in November and December. We'll we'll add a game somewhere in the middle of January against the top ten opponent, and we'll play as many as we can because we need some quality wins, and we're not going to get any in the West Coast Conference. And it has worked for Mark Few. It has worked for Gonzaga. They've been number one seeds, uh, number one or number two seeds consistently over the past several years. Other coaches and other programs have said that formula works. Let's play good competition in December. We don't have to bash everybody over the head and win by 30 against bad opponents. It doesn't do anything for us, and it doesn't make us better either. Keep that in mind. We don't get any better by playing Wright State and App State. No offense, Card. Louisville might have something to say about that. Or if you're Kentucky, Kentucky and Louisville both played Florida A&M this year, Scooter. And Bellarmine. One of the, but Florida a and one of the worst teams in Division One basketball. Mm-hmm. Why? I know it's a paycheck. I understand why Florida A&M plays. Hey, let's go. Let's get the paycheck. Let's get out of there. The paycheck from Louisville and Kentucky, probably going to pay for their at least three quarters of their overall yearly expenses in the athletic department. That's why they play them, if not more. I mean, it also helps the Power 5 schools, too. I mean, you take How? take that Florida A&M game, for example. John Calipari was mixing up lineups like it was his job, which isn't it what, is. Isn't but, that what practice is for? Yeah. But Especially you, a you, program like that. That's you, can't get the same, you can't get the same look at your team as during gameplay. Didn't help. 
<laughs> they certainly didn't look good. I'm not arguing that. Against Florida A&M. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we'll take a break. We got the uh, – by the way, we are significantly close to the playoffs here. NFL and college playoffs. football. Michigan versus TCU, Ohio State versus Georgia. I guess Saturday I got to show up here to give you my picks, right? Friday. I, did I say Saturday? I'm not if coming I'm, Saturday. If I'm in here on a Saturday, <laughs> I'll finish that sentence. I'll finish that <laughs> sentence after the break. Coming up, who wins? Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, TCU. Which college football playoff would make the best story in the finals? I talked about it yesterday, and I'll stick with it today. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Eye. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment of the day. Eminem Cartage hotline is open 384 1450 to argue with me or join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thorns text line open as well. 502-414-1450. Get your last minute text into the show. At that number, college football playoff is this Saturday. The uh, Verbo Fiesta Bowl, Michigan and TCU at 4 o'clock. And then the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, number one Georgia, number four Ohio State. At 8 o'clock Saturday, I will be uh, in front of the TV. I got a wedding Friday night mm. in December. Two days before crazy. the new year um, at Hazelnut Farm out in Eastwood, Kentucky. And the they got lucky because this thing, the wedding itself, which is probably a 12 to 15 minute, you know, ceremony, mm-hmm. is outdoors. Think it's think, supposed to rain Friday? Think if they had had it this past Friday. I think it's supposed to rain this Friday. Well, it's under a, a patio. Okay. You know, it's under undercover, but it is outdoors. Had had it been scheduled for this past Friday? Are you kidding me? Been a mess. <sighs> so, By the way, you I men- got that Friday. You mentioned the bowl games. Do you yeah. know what Verbo stands for? Uh, very rich. Uh, I can't use a curse word here, can I? No. Uh, I have no idea. Vacation rental by owner. Really? So basically like an Airbnb. So we do yeah. Vacasa, which uh, when we go to Destin, we usually use Vacasa. I haven't Verbo. heard of that one. Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. I know what Chick-fil-A stands for. <laughs> Good chicken sandwich. Uh, the best story, in my opinion, is Big Ten related. Either way, Ohio State, Michigan, and the championship game, glorious for the Big Ten. Georgia TCU in the championship game. Oh, Big Ten. Why do you even play? That those are the two stories. And I really believe that there's a legitimate shot to Michigan and Ohio State. At this point, and I'm still gonna I haven't decided hundred percent on the uh six pack for Friday, but I like both Big Ten teams here early. Uh look, TCU's a great story. They got a great quarterback, a Heisman finalist, Max Duggan. He is so much fun to watch. They are so much fun to watch. And they have a legitimate shot to beat Michigan. But I think the fairy tale comes to an end here. By the way, TCU is the first school from Texas to be in the playoff. Really? Texas didn't do it. Texas A&M didn't do it. 
Stack. The TCU Horned Frogs are the first Texas school to make the playoff. How about that? But I think the dream ends. I think Michigan is that good. I think they proved it all year, especially against the Buckeyes. Um, I'll, I'm going to lean toward Michigan there. I don't know about the spread necessarily, but I think Michigan wins that game. And Ohio State, look, they've got as much talent at the skill position as anybody in the country, especially wide receiver. I think we know that. C.J. Stroud, fantastic. Didn't live up to the Heisman hype at the end of the season. That game against Northwestern where there were 40-mile-an-hour wins the whole game, uh, that did not help him at all. They escaped in that game. He was not good, but I think it was weather. there was weather-related factors. There's not going to be any weather in the Mercedes-Benz um, Atlanta Peach Bowl Dome or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I would not be surprised if Ohio State went in there and upset Georgia. Georgia, every time I doubt Georgia, they put up a 50 spot, and I'm doubting Georgia again. So Take the over. T- take that for what you will. <laughs> Speaking of over-under, there are four bowl games tonight. As I look at these bowl games, starting at 2 o'clock with UCF and Duke, 63 now is the over-under in that game. That is the lowest over-under of the day. We talked about this yesterday. Sometimes when you look at a number, you say, for for example, Kentucky-Iowa over-under is 31. That tells me Vegas could not make it low enough. They probably wanted to make it 24, but they can't because everybody's going to bet the over if they do that. 31 is the number. It's the lowest number I've ever seen for a college football game, and that includes Army-Navy. 44 last night was Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. And what did we say yesterday, Scooter? They couldn't make it low enough. Mm-hmm. It went under. 24-17 to 17 was the final. Uh, congratulations, Wisconsin, Big Ten 1-0. I know you're happy about that. Woo. The other three games tonight, that was the uh, Military Bowl in Annapolis, by the way, UCF and Duke. The Liberty Bowl in Memphis at 5.30, also on ESPN. Kansas and Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Kansas over under 70. 70. Anytime it starts with a seven, Big Al the Fish told me this a long time ago. If it starts with a seven, they can't make it high enough. You got to go over. And we got three of those tonight. Three of the four are 70 or above. Uh, I will tell you, I'm taking Central Florida in the points against Duke. I'm taking Arkansas. I'm going to give the two and a half to Kansas. Duke is a three point favorite against UCF, by the way. So I'm taking Duke and Kansas. Got it. We can make it interesting without having to go to the betting parlor. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. 8 o'clock on Fox tonight. It is the uh, Holiday Bowl from San Diego, Oregon, and North Carolina. Both quarterbacks will play in this game. Bo Nix for the Ducks and Drake May for the Tar Heels. Oregon is a 13-point favorite in this game. Drake May is still the quarterback at Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. In fact, he was mentioned, the H word was mentioned during the season with him, the Heitzman word. So why is Oregon a 13-point favorite? I don't know why. I do know Carolina gives up a lot of points, but Oregon gives up some points as well. I'm going to take Oregon here on my same theory that I didn't take East Carolina last night. Right? It just looks like, it looks crazy. Mm -hmm. How is Oregon 13? I'm taking Oregon. 
The over-under in that game, Scooter, 75 and a half. Jeez. 75 and a half. That is 19 points a quarter. So I need three touchdowns every quarter in this game to hit the over. Bet the over. That's all I'm going to say. Don't know if I like your odds. Texas Bowl in Houston tonight. That's the late game, 9 o'clock on ESPN. Texas Tech and Ole Miss. Ole Miss, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the SEC is 0-1, Missouri lost. I like Arkansas, and I'm going to take Ole Miss here. I think the SEC bounces back here. I'm going to give the three-and-a-half. Over-under in that game, 72. <sighs> That's 18 a quarter to get a push. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I went to Saint X, so that's my math. That's pretty good math. That's, that's, yeah, they've done a good a job. Quarter. It's unbelievable these numbers. And and under has hit in most of these bowl games. By the way, under has been the play. Three out of four games yesterday went under. Under's been the play. This is the day. I'm throwing it out there. This is the, this is over day. This is over day. Well, nobody wants to bet unders, anyways. Yeah, I mean, I love offense. Everybody, you know, there's nothing better than watching a pick six or a block punt for a touchdown or a 70-yard touchdown pass. Uh, I had a game, uh, was it yesterday, that I, I got a 70-yard touchdown pass on the first play of the second half. I still lost the game. I'm trying to think of what game that was. Most exciting touchdown play for you? Scoop and score. Scoop and score. I'm a big uh, like 75, 80-yard running touchdown type of guy. Oh, really? A rushing like just, touchdown? Just finding the hole and just busting loose. Yeah. Give me a quarterback sack. The ball squirts out. It's just rolling, and somebody just picks it up and takes off. And then you get the blindside blocks. <laughs> you get the guys that don't know how to block because they're defensive players trying to get in front of people. Um, it's great. Well, now I will go back to the kick six, though. The Alabama-Auburn kick six. Yeah, but that's improbable. That that's improbable. All that the time. may be the most exciting play I ever saw in college football. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, because you had 320-pound guys, about six of them, who were blocking on the field goal attempt, trying to chase this dude down, and they had no chance. No chance. So there you go. Those are the picks for tonight. Yesterday, Buffa, I'll give you my losers. Uh, sorry, Scooter, Georgia Southern. You owe me $10. In the Camellia Bowl, Buffalo upsets Georgia Southern 23-21. I was given points in that one, by the way. First responder bowl, the only one I got right, Memphis wallops Utah State 38-10. Birmingham Bowl, that's the one where Vegas got me. East Carolina 53, Coastal Carolina 29, and it wasn't that close. And finally, the guaranteed rate bowl, talked about that already. Wisconsin finishes 7-6. and six. With a 24 to 17 win over Oklahoma State. Again, I didn't watch that game and I didn't watch the second half of Coastal Carolina, East Carolina, because Luka Doncic had me mesmerized yesterday. If you joined the show late, 60 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, just an incredible superhuman feat from the guy who has a legitimate shot now to win his first. Most valuable player award in his career. And by the way, how old is Luca? 25? Six. Yeah, I was going to say six. He is still very, very young in this league. Dallas, by the way, is now 19 and 16. Uh, 
<laughs> you don't want to play him. Lucas, 23. Oh, he's 23. Holy smokes. He looks like he's 40. Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah. Neck up, he looks like he's 40. Well, good news for him is if he wins MVP this year, means he's going to win it next year because everybody goes back to back. He's he's old man looking. Yeah. He really is. Um, and the, then you got those uh, things he's got on his arm, those suction things that they do. What are those called? Cups? Yeah. Cupping? Mm-hmm. And you see those and you go, yeah, that's a terrible birthmark. Have you ever there, seen but it's not. You ever seen cupping being done? Uh no. Oh, if, if so. you get some if free time. that I'd remember, if right? If you get some free time today, look it up. Yeah, it's just crazy how it pulls the whole skin into a big bubble. Yeah, it's I'm not creepy looking. I'm not doing that. Oh, by the way, I watched Don't Pick Up the Phone yesterday. And it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I would have watched it a lot earlier if I knew it was based in Mount Washington, like they were in there in Mount oh, Washington yeah. a Buddy lot. Buddy Stump, the uh, yeah. detective, he was mm-hmm. my favorite. Oh, guy. he's great. He was yeah. the dude. He's great. Um, how yeah, great watch. Disturbing? Yeah. Or very. just interesting? Uh, a little bit of both, yeah. but more so disturbing, yeah. The guy's guilty, right? I think so. I mean, yeah. he got off. Which I don't understand. Full disclosure, uh, spoiler alert, it seemed like they had enough evidence, but I, 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 I go back to this. Even if he bought the cards, even if he bought the calling cards and they got him red-handed buying the calling cards, they don't have any proof that he actually made the calls with those calling cards. Yeah. They can't prove it. I did feel bad for the first guy, or the guy in Mount Washington, though, the old girl's fiance. Oh, I don't feel bad for him. I mean, what he I, did, I do, but I don't. I want to talk about it, but what he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. I do love the janitor that came in and said, who is this? Yeah. No, you're not. Blank you and hung up on him. The janitor was the smartest guy in the room, right? The janitor at the Mount Washington McDonald's was the smartest guy in the room. What a guy. Uh, Yeah, that dude got five years. That The the fiancé got five years. Uh, The manager of the restaurant, the woman got, what, probation? I think one year probation. Mm -hmm. Which was bogus. Which was, that's okay. You know, I mean... A lot of people, what blows my mind is how many people around the country fell for this. Mm-hmm. Now, the question I had at the end of it, how many did he call that didn't fall for? Right. Because if 173, whatever 74, it was, yeah. 74 fell for it and actually did a strip search of their own employee in the back room, if 70 fell for it, how many didn't fall for it? I would have to say at least five times that many. Spending a lot of money on calling cards. That's a whole lot of calling cards. That's a whole <laughs> lot of trips to different Walmarts to not be found out. Next time, uh, take your probation officer pants off. That was easy. It was an easy watch, too. <laughs> it yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, take off your corrections officer <laughs> pants. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a cop. <laughs> no, no, it's not a cop. No, no, that's not what our cops wear. That's what our corrections officers at the prisons wear. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it so much better. <laughs> oh, if you're if you're looking for something to kill three hours with, don't pick up the phone on Netflix. That's great. Uh, and and the girl who sued for two hundred million sued McDonald's. Good for her. She got six point one million. Now, Good it's for not two hundred million, but after life changing her attorneys and stuff, she probably still got two two and a half million dollars. Yeah. So good for her. I was glad for her. All right, uh, some quick notes here. Cowboys and Titans, my Titans tomorrow. Derrick Henry not expected to play. That game means nothing to Tennessee. They need to beat Jacksonville the following week to get in the playoffs. Carson Wentz will start for Washington this Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. Taylor Heineke is out.
Ed Peak joins me in studio tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. On the X.